All right, very special episode of Trash Talk today. trash talk with one of my best friends one of my mentors one of my greatest role models the big and beautiful Jim Martin Jim how you doing doing good man how about yourself Nate well Jim lately I've been fuck I've been doing real good doing real good a lot of shit's been going on in my life but that's not why we're here Jim let's talk about you Nate Jim (laughs) just because the trash just because the podcast bears my name and I'm the host and I gather all the guests. Alex still takes the notes, okay? <laughs> so it's not all about me. And right now... No, it's, it's all about me and how hard I work to do all of this for so you. So basically it's like, it's trash talk with Nate and Alex. <laughs> it's like, do you remember Do you remember when Meatloaf released Bad Out of Hell? I would love to tell you that I'm old <laughs> enough to remember that, but no. Well, do you remember the the cover where there was that little tiny name underneath the name Meatloaf? Well, mm-hmm. he wrote all the songs. Yep. yep. <laughs> I think his name was like Jim Goldstein or something. Probably. I think it was Jim. It was Jim something. It was Jim something. But all you know, you get in a band with a guy <laughs> named Meatloaf, and like, what do you expect? It doesn't. It doesn't matter how how interesting your name is. You're still gonna be like that guy that plays with Meatloaf. <laughs> 
man. I remember jumping into Meatloaf thinking it was going to be a lot heavier than it was, buddy. Oh, man. I'll tell you. I So, many, many years ago, there was this uh, concert that didn't happen. And there's a whole series of interesting stories I could tell you about the why the concert didn't happen. Because it was actually my ex, uh, Karina's uh, dad's show. It was the Big Valley or Big Valley, Valley Jamboree, something like that. Big Valley Jamboree, Big Country Music Festival. Nope, wasn't that? No, nope. it was. It was. Uh, it was. I can't. It was, Turner Valley was where it was. Okay. And it was supposed to be this huge thing. It was in like August, and it fucking snowed. I remember that year. That was like 2006. It was a long ass time ago. I was still married. Um, managed to get tickets to pro wrestling out of it, but we didn't. No one knew it was going to snow. So I had this buddy, fucking Rob, who was one of those just sort of like, you could tell that he was the kid in the class that bit the teacher. (laughs) Um, He was that kid. And he was like, I'm going to this show, you guys should come. And me and my wife bought tickets and we're like, yeah, let's do this, it's going to be so good, there's all these great bands. And he had bought Batter to Hell on cassette. For the first time in his life he heard this and it was all we fucking listened to. The entire trip to where Red Deer or wherever the fuck, and the entire <laughs> trip back, the entire everywhere we went that weekend in the car. It was the longest fucking weekend of my Just life. Just that fucking piano riff. Oh man! Like I get that they hadn't invented good music yet, but <laughs> so well, painful. The, the British had. British people had good music in the Beatles. Motorhead, Black Sabbath. Okay, yeah, they had, uh, yeah, they did. We were listening to Angel Witch earlier. That was some rad stuff. Fuck yeah, man. And then, like, Europe, Europe had it going on. We, I don't know, Meatloaf was, Meatloaf was pretty good. I, I enjoyed Meatloaf. Yeah. I really, I really liked Meatloaf when I was in high school. I got a meatloaf. I still do. I got meatloaf bad out of hell three, and I got <laughs> I got corn follow the leader for Christmas one year, and it was just the worst joke ever. Oh yeah, <laughs> my favorite corn song is that one the bump it the bump it red red. No, that's a, that's Kid Rock. <laughs> I know, I know. But for a minute you were like, wait, I don't know that corn song. Is that off an wait, unreleased album? It kind of sounds like something Jonathan Davis did though. Right. I think that's. <laughs> He just had some word salad happen. He was like, made a career out of it. I, hey man, there's some people out there that have made careers out of words. I can tell you what. Oh, the entire <laughs> Red Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> <laughs> there's, like, there's, okay, no, there's, there's <coughs> songs by the Red Hot Chili Peppers where he's not even saying words. Oh, yeah. He's just I, making straight up noise. I fell in love with that band when I was a kid. I came home and, uh, uh, they were a new band because that's how old I am, and uh, they were on Much Music back when Much Music played music, oh, and uh, they played the song uh, "True Men Don't Kill Coyotes." It was their like breakout release from their Monster EP, and I was just like blown away by how cool that video was. I was like, "That's so cool," and I, I always was like, "Oh my god, I love lyrics. Lyrics are the most important thing." And then that song comes out, and it's like. I don't even know what the fuck. To this day, I don't know what he's saying. I know that Hollywood Hills just don't tell me anything because that's the way it feels. Like, fuck off, dude. There's, hey man, there's some, that's what heroin does. You know what I mean? 
just it's it's a musical guy sitting around going, I just was at the store. Heroin is a hell of a with the hair. I just, I wanted to stab him in his face, but it was Jesus, and I don't understand. But at the same time, like, how are you gonna have a cat like that, man? Faceless Jesus, <laughs> faceless Jesus. What? What? <laughs> just stop. <laughs> and then John Frusciante fucking starts painting and listening to fucking Captain Beefheart all the time. Yeah. What's this one kicking notes on? You're going to have to work hard to keep up this time. There's, <laughs> you I've, can't, I've never been diagnosed with ADHD, but I'm just saying it's a possibility. Oh, 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 you can try to take some notes. Well, when all of us have ADHD, I don't know how well that's going to I just said I'm, I've never been diagnosed. So <laughs> there's, there's still a 50-50 on this one. So... Uh, Jim, let's talk about the 17 bands you got going on now, because man, you're broadening some fucking horizons these days. So, that shit's beeping at me. Yep. Alright, is it supposed to? Yep. Okay, cool. <laughs> oh, <coughs> I know it stopped recording. No. Is it dying? Shouldn't be. No, it's just my phone, I think. Cool, we're, we're good. We'll star wipe into that, right? Yeah. Star wipe. Star wipe is fucking right. That's, That's okay. I can cut that in, and I got the fucking audio here. And if we if we need, just clip it all up. Just put a picture of Mark Russell wherever the video drops. Oh man, Mark Russell doesn't even know how many random pictures he's gonna get put in random places. <laughs> like, oh, and I'm, I'm sure we all is. know. We all know how busy the guy is, so I imagine he's not going to catch it until the campaign is already, like, oh, yeah. in full swing, you know? Yeah. Mark Russell for podcast president, 2025, you know what I mean? It's going to be some, like, I'm, some some random anti-his will be like, you know, the other day I was watching yeah. a podcast on the internet. Yeah. Hey, you're that guy you. from the podcast. <laughs> Mark's going to be like, what? Because Mark told me... Mark told me for the CBC stuff to get you, and then for the Citizen Raid stuff to get Mikey. And it's like, Mark, if you don't want to be in my podcast, I'm going to put you in my fucking podcast. So this is the thing about Mark. So Mark brought me into the beer core and was like, for the longest time, every time there was an interview, every time there was anything, I was the guy that did it. And then he always would be like, oh, I hate that stuff. I hate it. I hate it dragged him out to an interview once and like for the next eight interviews he's like oh by the way Jim I did an interview last week ah <laughs> uh, fuck what were we talking about um oh my 17 bands I'm only in three bands so the story hey, then let's not we're not gonna talk about it uh, <laughs> fuck those guys uh no the story goes like this so I I stopped uh or I started playing with uh Steve McCormick and Dongo and a couple of other people shout outs to Steve McCormick and Don Pike Absolutely. Uh, Dongo might have COVID. Really, eh? Yeah. He, uh, waiting for test results? Waiting on test results, but he got exposed to somebody that had it, so... Oh, yeah, Serenity had a Serenity had a kid in her class, one of her friends in class. Yep. So, as long as Don's wearing a mask and washing hands, he should be fine. Odds are good, but... Yeah, uh, we'll but see. you never know, Don's... You never know. Don is... Uh, he's not youthful. He's not swimming in the fountain of youth like me and Alex are. Yeah, he just does his balls. Oh, yeah, he just yeah. has a little dip so he can keep the ladies happy. Cause Absolutely. Because Don, Don is a man of the people. 
Yep. You realize that if anyone's rising in youth here, it's just me. Yeah, I'm a 29 year old senior citizen. Like I'm also 29. But my back, <laughs> my back creaks like a rusty old gate when I bend over. Can confirm. I'm, um, I'm pretty sure that I was born with a tool belt on. So yeah. pretty sure I got baby pictures like swinging a hammer. <laughs> I'm sitting kind of awkwardly right now, and it's because uh, I, I, stupid. So I'm working from home today. And I work on a computer, so um, we had yesterday off, and the day before that I was in the office. I had to bring my laptop home, totally forgot to plug that shit in. Oh no! So I was like all set to start working and I have no battery. Now my house has like three grounded outlets in the entire house. Brutal. It's stupid. So one of them is in my room and none of them are in the room where I work. So I had to leave it plugged in. So I'm like working all day in bed doing spreadsheets and answering emails and swearing a lot in that like weird, awkward, like where you're propping up on this, this elbow yeah. and you're typing like this and your head's at this weird. So I'm literally just like seething with pain. So I'm just like propping myself up so I don't fall. Anyways, my bands. You're keeping oh, notes, man. right? I've been there. I've been there, buddy. But yeah, you got so, a couple of those. Yeah. So Steve and, and Dongo and I started playing in a band. Uh, doing bare naked ladies covers. That was the whole point of the band. A real green dress. A real green dress. <laughs> and it was super fun. That was Steve's fucking dream when he started playing music. Yeah. Me and Steve used to belt out fucking uh, old bare naked ladies songs. We would sing fucking the album Gordon from start to finish. That's a, the, the, you know, like the whole career of that band is fantastic. I don't so care good. if I'm losing punk rock scene cred right now. Like, I could give such a, a good fuck band. less about scene cred. I, Hell yeah. like, I really could. Um, Bare Naked Ladies is one of those Canadian mainstays almost up there with Tragically Hip. You'll never get another Canadian band like Tragically Hip, yep. but there's bands out there that are still in that fucking category. Yep, absolutely. And Bare Naked Ladies is one of them. <laughs> What's that one guy's... What's the fucking tall guy's name? I can't remember the tall guy's in the guitar. Maybe, maybe? No, it's not, because I just that was the first name that came out of my um, Hey, there's still a chance, though. It comes... I, I, I used to watch his show. He was a host of a show on Outdoor Life Network where he would jump in his plane and he'd fly to different places in Canada and it was almost like Dirty Jobs, but it was Canadian... And it was the guy from Bare Naked Ladies. <laughs> right on, right on. I wasn't even aware that was a thing. That's I awesome. was like, Canada, man. Canada rules. And it's, you know, like, when you watch a Canadian show with a Canadian host and it's about Canada, you're getting, like, these these beautiful acoustic guitar, strummy background music sections. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, Absolutely. Fuck, this is... Definitely, like, not the Canada that I know. <laughs> it's, well, and that's the thing, like, for any Americans that are watching, actually, like, right now, uh, we're recording this in November, which is, uh, we've, we've hit the point where there's no more light outside, so it's noon. <laughs> I, I don't know if you can see it, but it's, it's, like, pitch black outside, and you just get used to it, right? Like, it's, you know, my, my mom always said, like, shut up and have some more muktuk. Like, that was just, that's what we did. Well, hey... I can tell right now, or I can tell everybody right now, we're filming in a double-decker igloo. Yeah. 
Don't let which this, this is a spacious igloo. Don't let the square corner fool you. I'm just good at igloo. <laughs> that's that's the trades igloo. guy, right? You know, like you were born with a with a hammer in your hand, right? An ice hammer. Well, I was born with a six gun in my mind. An, an ice hammer and uh, an ice hammer and a caribou bone. Yeah. For my other hammer. Yeah. I. <laughs> You know, growing up Canadian, the, you know, the first thing you learn how to do is pickle cod, right? My be- my pet beaver, his name's Kingston, Ontario. He's so cute. Oh my god. <laughs> He's got such a weird little tail, too. Like, for a beaver? Come the fuck on. Everybody yeah, keeps sure yelling. Does. Everybody keeps yelling, why do you have that river otter in your house? And I tell them, leave Kingston, Ontario alone. You wouldn't understand. It's me flat tail rat there. Well, they're mocking his deformities, and it's quite rude. It's disrespectful. And in that's my, the thing. It's right, ableist. Right in my igloo, no less. In yeah. my igloo. I invite you into my igloo for uh, for some delicious berries and whale blubber and yep. juniper berries this time of year th- and you're throwing my Canadian decency right out the back igloo door yep. I'm almost at that like take off a point right out know? the polar bear safety door yep gonna kick you right between or behind a cock <laughs> right behind a cock oh fuck next band next so so real green dress uh, we could not buy a guitar player for the life of us and so we had just packed it in and decided we'd start a the original plan was a ska band. I don't even know what you'd call Amigo Fantasma. But... Did you look for a guitar player on Fiverr? <laughs> no, we just tried Grinder. Oh, yeah. yeah, that was the that was the wrong kind of strumming on that site. <laughs> or right, you know, no judgment. Okay, okay. But uh, yeah, not so, what you were looking for. <laughs> no, not necessarily. Yeah, so we we started up Amigo Fantasma, and I got um, I was playing bass, Steve singing. His uh, buddy Cole on guitar, Dongo on drums. Now, if anybody who's listening right now remembers back to the episode I had with Tyler Allen from the Red Hot Hayseeds, we actually brought this up because we went to school with Cole Brogdon and yep. Graham, and Mr. Graham Harper, and we couldn't remember Graham's last name. I can never remember. I have to like look at my phone. <laughs> and uh, we also couldn't remember Amigo Fantasma. We're like, they're in a fucking ska band with Steve. <laughs> you know, what the fuck is it called? <laughs> it's Amigo Fantasma. I was gonna edit. I was gonna say it and edit it in, but I was like, you know what? Now I'll just get Jim on the podcast <laughs> instead the, and tell. The other about option it. is like you can you can say it, but when you like move your mouth, you're like, well, we weren't shooting video for those ones. <laughs> video is a very recent thing, and I've been trying to edit the last couple that I've had on video, and it's it's turning out to be a little bit of a fucking nightmare. I do not doubt it. I so, see that being a pain. so I'm just gonna keep on chucking out audio podcasts, and I'll release video eventually when it comes time. That's yeah. the whole part of doing this is I'm not held to any schedule. I do it on my own. If people want to listen, then they can listen. If people don't want to listen, then well, that's fine. I'm okay with that. I'll I'll be totally okay with that. Yeah. My my mom would say, if those boys don't want to listen, then that's their loss. Well, my mom would say, if those boys don't want to listen. They're probably better off. <laughs> Mama Trash was uh, one, always one for a kind word. <laughs> yes, with a, with a warm heart. So we started Amigo Fantasma, and then um, I, I kept threatening that if we ever found a decent bass player, he could take over for me. So I'm not a great bass player. I'm a, I'm a good bass player. And I was like, if we ever find a good bass player, you know, I'll, I'll start playing trumpet thinking that that would never happen. And then Graham shows up. 
And Graham is not just a good bass player. Graham is a great bass player. Graham is what we in uh, the music community like to call a monumental instrumentalist. He's a monstrumentalist. Uh, emphasis on the mental. Like, yeah. he's, he's been an animal for years. I'm going to try and search out my other tripod here to set my phone up. And sure. maybe we can... Jump onto the old Facebook Live for a sec. That'll work. To show these, probably not though. I talk about doing this stuff lots, and it never happens. <laughs> um, but that's Very just true. classic. That's classic, Nate. Where's my backpack full of gear? So while you look for that, I'll finish my yeah, dumbass story. I uh, so I started. Uh, we got Graham to come in, and I started learning how to play trumpet, which has been super fun and totally annoying. Um, because like. You're good at, at one instrument, and then you start another one, and you're back at the like. It's really fucking hard to take as a as a guy who knows how to play. But I pushed through, and I'm doing good, and I'm happy with that. And then I was missing playing bass, and uh, oh my my uh, eldest daughter Abby joined the band, and she plays trombone, and she's also in Doctor James Ready. And oh they, really? Yeah, since when? Since like two years. I didn't know that. Yeah, she's rad. So she, uh, you know, I, I've known Fitzy and Raph for forever. So I kind of, you know, introduced them and away they went. And then one day they called me up and they were like, yeah, we need to, we need a jam space. Is there any chance we could use your basement? And I was like, yeah, fuck, go for it. And oh, then like course. a week later they were like, so our bass player just quit. Any chance um, we could use your skills? Yeah. So I, I started playing and I'm not like their bass player was a really good bass player. And I am me. Shout out to Dr. Uh, James Reddy, Dr. Junior. D-R-J-R. Shout out to Raffy. Raffy and Fitz. Mm. Fitz just had a baby. Fisty had a wedding? He had a wedding. I'm sure that he told me at one point I was invited. <laughs> but we all know what happens when you tell Nathan things in advance. It's the liquor. <laughs> it, was, it was. It was. Compounded, yeah. compounded with the... Uh, Copious amounts at THC and probably other things at the time. I was, yeah. You were classic, a little bit uh, classic on the wild Nate. Side, yeah. Classic Nate. Waka waka. But shout out to uh, shout out to Nathan Fitz. You're a beautiful son of a bitch. I miss he you is. very much. And I have nothing but great things to say about you and great memories with you, friendo. Absolutely. And then so I joined them, and then uh, the guys from Painted Glass. <clears throat> um, yeah. Got the poster up there. Uh, the guys from Painted Glass—they were—they—they'd uh, uh, been basically playing new stuff, but uh, as Bodies of Everest, but hadn't had a bass player. They were just kind of writing the same riffs over and over again, and they wanted to uh, get someone in and, and like kind of push. Mm -hmm. So I joined, and uh, so that's progressive metal, and that's been a complete fucking loop. Progress. Prog. So I'm I'm kind of doing a little all over the place. I'm playing. Ska bass, progressive metal bass, and, uh, um, hey, there's me on the camera there. Uh, ska bass, progressive metal bass, and trumpet in a, in a not quite ska. We're almost like a jazz band if we didn't know how to play jazz. Well, I don't even think jazz musicians really know how to play jazz. I think that's why it's called jazz. That's it's probably true. I think jazz is just a derivative word for spice. You it's, know what I mean? Spicy music. It's oh, just music. Oh, I'm some about spice. To show everybody right now. I'm searching up. You, what are you doing? Jazz. 
Jazz. Some spice. The jazz, if you have to look for the jazz, you don't know the jazz. I love jazz. So, it's my sock. We're, uh. Are we live? Do you want me to move my foot so you can put your head in the way? I think, I think we're rocking and rolling on the live. I don't know if we are. It doesn't look like it's doing nothing. Oh. Normally when I, when I go live, there's like 600 people watching at all times. Right? So, you know. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, let's tag Nathaniel, Boyko, let's tag some people. Just randomly picking people? Yeah, well, sort of. All right, hey, Eddie Bones from B from uh, Mexico is checking it out. All right, let's get back to it. I'm sure right. enough people will jump in. All right, I'll address myself. You can see my Devil Sun shirt. Mm. Fantastic, uh, just crazy good band from Edmonton. They did a Halloween live stream with uh, River City Sessions yep. in Edmonton there. It looked amazing. Oh, yeah. We They're so a, good. Yeah, we played a couple good shows with them in the past. Right on, right on. So uh, now we're Amigo Fantasma in there. Yeah, Amigo Fantasma, Bodies of Everest, and Dr. James Reddy. Jesus, man. What about the what about the ones in the past? You had Elephants oh, Gerald. Had Elephants Gerald. That was a fun. Uh, like a, that whole band was just about giving Cuz something to do. He'd never been in a band before, so we were like, fine, we'll start up a band. When Keith Morrison band was obviously not playing anymore. Uh, I grabbed Jesse from that band and, and Dongo, who's like a regular uh, drummer that I work with for years. Um, and we grabbed Frankie Frogliger. Yeah, Frankie Valley. We're going to be bringing him on the cast here soon. We're He's supposed to do time. one here soon. Right on. <coughs> He's tip top. He's a peach. Yeah. So yeah, it was, it was a good, good blast. Uh, Keith Morrison band, I mentioned that was again with Fitzy and Raph, um, and Keith Morrison. Such a great band. Oh, amazing. One of my favorite songs ever, Roboco, by that them. Was, that was, uh, and you know what's cool about that song is like every single person that came into the band had fingerprints on that song. There was little tweaks here and there, and I remember when, when Keith came to me and was like, you know what I want to do? I want to get in that, in that part, I want to get like rapping, and I was like, <laughs> Raffy's just like you know what man would sound really good there raps it was it wasn't that Keith thought it up and Keith wanted to get uh, oh shit Jim to do it really and, uh, Deadneck Jim Compton from OG. fucking Boness yep from Boness gang related Jim Compton yep affiliated with the with the other he's a gang member yeah I'm, I bet he is he, he's he a looks gang like member one. I've read it in multiple interviews. Yep. Publicly. Part publicly of that affiliated. Gang. Jeez. Uh, but yeah, he uh, uh, Keith came up with the idea, and then um, we were playing it completely differently when we started playing it. I it was like, "This song needs a bow." Raf uh, obviously brought the the rap, and I remember when we the first time we did it, we were in the basement at Keith's place, start playing the song, and I and. Raph's just sitting there with like, and he's got a tablet in front of him, and he's just sort of got this quizzical look on his face. It doesn't look like he's doing nothing. And then we run through the song once, and he's like, I, th I think I think I got something. 
and we're like, and I'm literally, I'm like, I'm, I'm watching my friend going like, oh, this is going to suck, isn't it? <laughs> oh, so sweet. Look at you. And, um. Get your participation ribbons ready. Yeah. And just fucking nailed it. Like, first go, and we're like, whoa! And I, I'm like, literally in my head, I'm like, I totally thought that that was going to suck, and I thought the idea was stupid. And then you feel bad. I'm a terrible bad. person. Yeah, and then I'm you, the worst person. You feel bad for doubting your homeboy. You're like, mm, man, yeah. I got to slow down. I remember when Rafi was small. He's he's still small. He's just wide. He fucking built like a fucking uh, like a like a beer fridge now. Because he's a bricklayer, right? All day he's he lifting is. heavy things he and being is. all buff. He That's, is a, a fucking bricklayer for sure. Man. I'm I'm a computer programmer. You can tell by my dainty arms. <laughs> you can tell by the way my hand hangs at the end of my wrist because there's no <laughs> strength there. Oh yeah, I've I've done my you know. <laughs> bounces. <laughs> Oh, what else? I was in... My first real band was Johnny Incognito. We were around for like a decade of, of just terrible, terrible music. I've been told by multiple people that if, if anybody ever needs a band named to go to you, Mark Russell's like, he named Pelican Death Squad? He did. <laughs> and it was literally like, him and Taco were like, we, we need to come up with a name for the band. I was like, how about Pelican Death Squad? And they're like, what? Yes. Uh, another time, Mark was like, for the band, The Worst. He's like, Jim, I want a one-word band name, and just give me a one-word band name. I gave him 50 amazing one-word band names. And he messages me, he's like, the guy's decided on the worst. I'm like, that's not even one of the ones I gave you, and it's two words, you Why <laughs> would you even ask me if you're not going to use what I give yeah, you? you? I will be in my trailer. Peace. I can't. I can't I work was, under these I fucking almost, conditions. I almost smoke-bombed and ninja vanished. Like, really? Yeah. Like, Way to hamper somebody's artistic vision. Right? It's about wow. my dream, my vision. He asked you and then shit on you, obviously on purpose, in a personal manner. With malice aforethought. Oh, that's what that blog post was about fucker. that Mark Russell wrote I hope wrote he's not day. watching. Oh, Shanna's watching. She'll tell him. <laughs> Just kidding, she won't. I bet that was, I bet that's that blog. Let's see. Who's all in there? Corthon. Hey, Jim. Hey, Nate. Hey, Corthon. Oh, beautiful. One of the fucking most beautiful human beings on earth. He is. He really is. Shout out to uh, After the Prophet. Is he still yep, in it? He's yeah. in After the Prophet. Shout out to uh, No More Moments. I got a big No More Moments patch on my vest. They're such a good... And, that, and Milgrove High, the new album, is so, so good. good. So good. I haven't... I think they released a new song. Corthon, if you're still on, you should you should plug your song. Um, but yeah, the... the Mil, uh, Milgrove High is amazing. If I got to do... Uh, Corthon, if you send me a link, buddy, I will throw it onto the post when I fucking air this episode. Shazam! Shazam. The power of podcasting. Hell yeah. Well, podcast and Facebook Live at the same time. The power of Nathan. Let's not go that far. I got to I got to host Oh Corthland says thanks guys. <laughs> That's not how you send a link. Um, <laughs> I got to I got to host after the prophet uh, doing uh, live stream. Uh, I saw weeks that. Ago. It was rad Paul. Shout out to Paul McCart. He yep. fucking uh, he sent me some links and we, I just started the new Facebook and he fucking added me up and sent me some links and I'm going to hopefully have, uh, what is it? Rocky Mountain Ma Massacre, Rocky Mountain Madness on. What's Jim's favorite song? I'll send it. Wow, dude, you can't put me on the spot like that. Uh, I've been listening, obviously, um, uh, I used to be a skateboard king was because you guys released that not terribly long ago and that song shreds. Um, 
Oh, what's the name of the fuck? All right, hang on. I have to look it back. Come on, Jim. Look I'm it so up. I'm so bad at knowing things, but I'm really <laughs> good at clicking buttons, and that's Runkeeper, so I'm not good at clicking buttons. Okay, Bandcamp. Uh, no more moments. Self-entitled. There we it's, go. It's that song to me, Carthon, is like, it is the exact, um, it, it's like how, how shitty we all were when we were teenagers. There you go. <laughs> it's such a good song. I hey, love it. speak for yourself. I'm shitty now. Oh, I'm, I'm still oh, shitty. And I'm refined shitty now. Shitty to yourself. Oh. I've learned You're, to shitty. <laughs> Shite. <laughs> ah, man. Uh, no, it's, it's, uh, yeah, we, uh, I, I hosted a live stream, told a cannibalism joke. It was fun. Sweet. Yeah, nice. it. it was funny because, like, I was like, fist bump cannibalism. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I got the COVID. Um, if you don't like people, eat them. Yep, right? A little, little sweet and sour sauce. Mm-hmm. Goes down good. Delicious. No, we, uh, I, we were doing this. Uh, live stream and, and uh, we had a band drop out and Corey's like you need to be more like need more time for Jim you'll just do some of your old stand up and I was like Jesus it's been like nine years what do I remember from when I did stand up the think, only thing I, was the cannibalism I think you've read feminist literature naked more times lately than you have done stand up comedy it has been more more likely that you will catch me in the last ten years uh, nakedly uh, speaking words of, of uh, feminist literature than you would have if I was doing stand-up. But it's still not, like, that's not something I did often. <laughs> did it once. It was fun. <laughs> Terrifying. Penis did not play along. It was very much like, oh, you need me now. <laughs> but I, I don't mean, think they were there for the gym penis. They I think really they were, were there for the feminist literature. And that's the thing is, like, the whole uh, naked guys reading, naked girls reading, which is the, the larger thing, is it's not about sexualizing uh people it's about um like you know standing essentially you know open and wide and bare and and just as you are and, and vulnerable it was very vulnerable it was a really really cool experience um but there is that that part of my brain that is aware of the fact that as self-conscious boy, yeah and you just want it to be a good penis day but it's not it's, it's honestly never. if you if you break it down jim any day that your penis is exposed publicly to multiple people in a public setting, they're never going to be good penis days. It's true. Oh, we got a Corthon response. I guess we don't have self-entitled on YouTube. Lol. Sorry, boys. Do you have Skateboard King? Well, you could also... Or just... <clears throat> it, it, whatever you have, just send it. Oh, we've got... What's up, pimps from... I'm not going to say that right. Oh, yeah, that's my boy Chaz. Hey, Chaz. What's Chaz. up with you? Chaz is, uh, he's one of my sweet little sugar pies from <laughs> back home in Olds. We grew Ooh. up together in Olds. We actually went to uh, church and youth group together. Nice, nice. Yeah, buddy. And then afterwards, we did things outside of the realms of Christ-likeness. See, now, this is the thing. Like, I grew up in Calgary, and I went to youth group and all that kind of thing. And, like, at no point in time did I ever think, you know, now that the youth group is done, let's go, you know, do rails of heroin off a of hooker's butt. But, like, my kids grew up in a small town, and they were like, you know, there was hookers, heroin there was heroin. and butts. Like, I'm not saying they did heroin off a of hooker's butt. But, but those three things were around, and they could have combined them all together. Maybe they did butts off of a hooker's heroin. Yeah. 
Either way, you know, but it's there was so there was lovely. definitely Maybe that's they, the thing, right? Because like as a as a big city kid, I was like, I got ripped off all my hooker heroin. What the fuck? <laughs> Maybe I missed out on it. Maybe I. And then you got FOMO. You got FOMO for things that you didn't even know that you would enjoy that are ruining people's lives and lots of people are dying from. Yep. Maybe I wouldn't have died and ruined my life. Maybe, maybe I'd have been the exception. Maybe heroin would have been pretty cool for me. <laughs> maybe, maybe I'd have landed that big recording contract and cleaned oh up God. afterwards. And, and, yeah. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. I mean, who knows, right? Wait, how old are you? Uh, old. You got to do oh, it before 27, man. Oh, God. Because I still 20, got like three years. 27 man. is that cash-in day, I hear. Yeah, bro. You know, I, I had a buddy in high school who used to be like, Every fucking time he, he we would talk, he'd be like, you know, guy, I've always known that I'm gonna die before my 25th birthday. I've always known that. You know, I'm always, I've always just, it's just how it is, man. I'm gonna die before him. Bull fucking shit. So He's cool, every right? bit as old as me. And on his 26th birthday, like every year for like a decade, I'd be like, happy birthday, motherfucker. <laughs> I you were gonna be dead. <laughs> um, I thought. And this, I'm not even joking right now. I thought that the world was going to end in 2012, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And when it didn't... We had this conversation. Bro, you know how much shit I was behind on? (laughs) (laughs) This is the thing, right? Like, this happened with the the Jehovah's Witnesses in the 70s. Like, they all sold all their stuff and, like, waited on the the hill for, in in Britain, I think it was, for, like, the apocalypse to come and take them and, and usher them to their new life in heaven. (laughs) <laughs> and, and they then, did it and then did then, not you know, and they did not I want to be there for one of those things not like part of it but just to witness and just all these people sitting there and they're like going to heaven we're going to heaven we're going right oh, fuck is screw it I'm uh, I'm going to get heroin and hookers <laughs> <laughs> give me them butts a snooter full of Satan. Oh, man, I love it. It's fantastic. Oh, JF's watching. Hey, JF. That's why Nathan became a pastor. <laughs> You're probably right. And Corthon sent a link, so we'll have to make sure to... to oh, yeah, we'll grab that. We'll grab, we'll grab that. that. The, pastor the, Nathan. Pastor Pastor Papa Trash Esquire. <laughs> mm, gotta throw that. Actually, no, I don't need to be a lawyer. You're my lawyer. Father Diddlyfingers. Whoa, hey. hey How did you know my only fans? <laughs> <laughs> OnlyFans link in the link tree. Yeah, it's, it's uh, hot stuff, let's just say, for those cold, cold Canadian Actually, nights. I to be totally honest, I was thinking about using OnlyFans as a hosting platform. Yeah. Because it's a pay-for-use, right? Mm-hmm. But, obviously, there's obvious reasons why that wouldn't be, what's that word, optimum, optimal. Yeah. Because it's now, they're trying, I read some articles about them trying to get people on it that weren't aspiring porn actors slash actresses, mm-hmm. yep. you know, and no, we don't look down on sex workers here, a job's a job. Not at all. But I'm, I'm not a sex worker, so I don't think that I should, I think that Patreon might have been a better choice, but I'm using, I use SoundCloud. Yeah, I'm giving fair. away my fucking shit for free. I use too many people's music. <laughs> to in order it, it would just be way too complicated yeah so I do it all for free all the music I get is sent either by the artists or by their publicists yeah. so I have permission for all my music but to 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 get money for it I just 
wouldn't be fair. Too much, <coughs> too many hoops to jump through. Well, and and too many like too many potential problems. Like, well, when, yeah, because I would uh, I want every artist to get compensated, but if I'm not, if there's no compensation coming in, then that's not something I have to worry about being unfair about. Yeah, like when we did the the beer court compilations, we always made sure that it was like it was a deal for being a part of I remember that because I filled out both of the contracts <coughs> for both of the compilations that yeah. World Class White Trash was on. Where's it? Right here. Mm, yeah, flash the cash, buddy. Flex This it. is uh, volume three, 32 bands, over two hours of music. See? Get it in stores, kids. If there really was stores. Flexing like a sexin' Texan. That's what we do. Can I say that on faith? I said it anyway. For the, <laughs> for the podcast, too, because they're like, why is he just leaning forward awkwardly looking at stuff? Right? You know what? Because this is Jim motherfucking Big Ugly Martin. Big Ugly Jim. God damn it! What's funny is, after, like, I, I don't really get called Big Ugly Jim much anymore, but I still have, like, you know, Clint was saying the other day that um, there was a show I was going to be hosting, and there was a bunch of burlesque girls, and they're like, so who's the host? And he goes, oh, it's Jim Martin. And they're like, Who? You know, big ugly Jim. Oh, oh, he's yeah. such a sweetheart. He's such a dreamboat to <laughs> die for. I don't think anyone actually said that. Like, not not just in that context, but like since the fifties. Well, guess what? The fifties were uh... actually. You know what? Let's jump away from this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a good time for beating your kids. This is not a political podcast. This is not. Let's jump away from this. All right. <laughs> Other so, bands have been in the Regurgitones, um, uh, the Royal Liquor Martians, which was not my name, uh, but an awesome name. That was one show, and then Fox died. Uh, what else? The Shillelaghs. I was in the Shillelaghs for oh, quite a long time. Oh, the Shillelaghs. The Shillelaghs. I, I love the Shillelaghs, too. Such a fun band. And their new album, Ripples in the Rye, is like such a good album. You can tell I'm not on it. What a great name for an album, too. Oh yeah, they they went all out, man. They did they did the the work to really put out a great album, and which means firing me from their band. Fuck, just kidding. That's <laughs> I actually uh, right before they released it, um, every summer, um, their their uh, accordion player or bass player or whatever instrument he's playing at the time in the band, um, Andy, goes on tour, and uh, and it goes with Spencer Joe and the and the. Whatever the fuck, oh, I can't think of the name for the life of me. Spencer, Spencer Joe. Guy. I know Spencer yeah. Joe. Spencer Joe is a is a, a name. He's he's a homie, and uh, so he they go on tour. So this year they were like they called me up and they were like, "Do you want to come play bass? Just you know, we'll play a couple shows in the summer so we don't lose momentum." And I was like, "Well, yes, I do." See, at least you get brought into the band. I always hear about stuff for new vocalists, and I I think you know, well, I'll mention something. And then I send them the Bandcamp stuff, and I never hear back from them again. That's because you're going to like you're going on all the the like Christian mingle and stuff, and like, oh hey, someone needs a, a singer for their praise band. Have you ever left Jesus? Yeah, but it's the content, not the way that it's <laughs> delivered. Okay. I can't I can't do Death Girls anymore. I'm yeah, old. well, you would if you practiced to spend more time on Christian mingle. I mean. <laughs> We spent a lot of time on Christian music. <laughs> you know, I was going to say, when we were talking earlier, I don't even remember what we were talking about. We were talking about um, something about how, uh, yeah, your OnlyFans talk. We were like, you know, there's a certain vibe. Like, you can go on Bumble to make friends, but that's not why you go on Bumble. Um, I used Tinder one time, but in Calgary, 
if you don't have a slick pickup line, they oh, don't, yeah. they're not interested. It's, it's a game in Calgary. And it's a game that I'm not very willing to play. When I was in the band, I was into the drugs. Darcy was into the women. <laughs> yep. I'm not very well versed in the ways of, of the woman. I did a sex one time, though. I have a kid. I got a trophy to prove it. Nice. Her a name, trophy. Her name's Serenity. Yep. She this is wonderful. fucking fantastic. Yep. <laughs> and I just referred to her as a fuck trophy. That's okay. <laughs> That's okay, Jim. We've known each other long enough that this is acceptable. Are you scared? Chaz is saying, That's right, 20 bucks is 20 bucks. Well, you got a point. I don't know what that was in relationship to, but uh, could have been He's anything. not wrong. It yeah. also works with lira and rubles and, and euros, too. 20 euros. Yeah, but, 20 euros. but when. Do you know the conversion of 20, $20 is like 16.50 American? Yeah, but it's like a nickel in euros. Bro, because American money is not worth shit, and our our money is like one day I want to be American money, and then like the euro is like Brexit. Yeah, <laughs> I believe it is pronounced the euro. I wonder how many people there are screaming George Soros, and I don't want to wear my mask. Oh, I bet it's a. I bet they're like. Idiots abound everywhere, right? I definitely know there's idiots everywhere because one of my favorite channels on YouTube is called Simon Dan, and yep. he is an English uh, YouTuber, and he has he debunks idiots. He has Tinfoil Tuesday, Tinfoil Tuesdays, and Flat Earth Fridays. Yeah, where he breaks down conspiracy theories on Tuesdays, and he fucking just brutalizes flat earthers on Fridays. I don't know if you saw this, the guitarist from the Deftones. Yeah, I did. Yeah. I did. I was not surprised by that at all. No, I wasn't either. I told uh, I told Reno, he's a big Deftones fan, he was just like... Ugh. I bet he was very disappointed in that. Just deflated. Shout out to Reno Johnson. He's that guy. fantastic. A sick drummer. Now that we've had you on the cast, we can grease the wheels to get bodies of Everest on. He, he was telling me to to give you some gears. He's like, why did I have oh! to add him as a friend? Did Nate unfriend me at some point? No. Did you tell him it's a whole new account? No. Oh, you, you <laughs> bastard. <laughs> why would I do your dirty work for I can you? tell by your tomato face that you're totally telling the truth. I am. <laughs> Yeah, it was. Uh, the only thing big and ugly fight. about Jim is his fucking sense of humor. All right, <laughs> that's not true. There's also my. No, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah funny, you know that 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 name actually came from uh, uh, two girls who saw me and I was talking with a, a guy who was then a friend of mine, and, and he was like. You know, hey, uh, blah, 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 come to my show. So I went to his show, and I'm chatting with him afterwards. And then he went over and talked to these two girls. And they were like, who's that big, ugly biker guy? <laughs> and he thought that was funny. So he was like, hey, Jim, come over here. My, they want to know who the big, ugly guy is. And I was like, oh, well, I'm big, ugly Jim. <laughs> Embrace it. Yeah, so I ran with that. Embrace and the waste. Now it's annoying, because when people go, this is my friend Big Ugly Jim, and there's a girl, they always feel compelled to be like, I don't think you're big and ugly. And I like, feel that way too, Jim, because I feel bad about saying your name, and it's like, but that's his name, it's man. exactly that. It doesn't fucking matter. Like, if my name was Curly. Nate well, Trash. Okay, it could be, <laughs> yeah. You're clearly not trash. <laughs> I actually. I'm, I mean, no. <laughs> yeah, only in only in bed. I, uh, <laughs> yeah, I a saw. trash panda. Cash, cash in the streets and trash in the sheets, buddy. Yep. <laughs> it's gonna be.
be all right, man. Just try to go live. Stop the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Fucking fantastic. So, oh, Nathan, you'll... Oh, oh, so Nathaniel Blayonier Bonet. He's gonna love that I said Bonet. He oh is. He God. is a big fan of the podcast. They know because he's watching all the way from uh, the big city, uh, Medhat, Alberta. Medicine. Medicine Hatosimo. Uh, it's a. It's a, If you've never been to Canada, uh, Medicine Hat is the capital of Canada. It is a thriving, bustling metropolis. So just even getting five seconds of, of Nate's attention is yeah, like, thank you. Ron Burgundy had some really choice things to say about Medicine Hat. I have his. I actually have his autobiography. Really? I do. I don't yes. have the page dog-eared for what he said, but it was something along the lines of drinking rat poison with certain people in Medicine Hat and being blind drunk. It was... Uh, Let's just say it involved ethnic slurs that I'm definitely not willing to repeat. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> Ron Burgundy not. is an anachronism. He's a man from another time. And he's also a fictional character. And uh, the views expressed by individuals on po- on this podcast do not reflect this podcast. The opinions expressed by this podcast. Yeah. So that's why when I say you're not trash, that's not the official hey, standpoint. Hey. Of- hey. Trash talk productions. Hey, just because I couldn't afford to put a money sign in my name doesn't mean I don't have flair, okay? Oh, how many pieces of flair do you have? I have four or five teeth left. Does that count? That, well, I got more than that, <laughs> but not by much. Fuck, <laughs> well, here's to no dental benefits. Hey-o. hey That's the other, the, oh, hey. He, yeah, Love he didn't you like... both. Stoked to see you and Nate having a live episode. Well, like... we're, we're having a live episode, but we're also doing a podcast. We're recording, episode. too. We're recording, yeah. too. Don't I'm... don't try to label us and push us into your little hole there, yeah. Nathaniel trying, Bonet. Trying to push boundaries, trying new things, trying yeah. to figure out where I'm comfortable. We're, we're learning, right? It's a learning thing. My computer's still crashing while I edit videos. <laughs> I'm trying oh, to get videos out there. Michael Sarah's watching. Corey White. Oh, Hi, Corey. Corey! Oh, I love that man. He missed the shout-outs to his band. He totally... We, but the best part was we shout-out to, like, Quarthon and all of his bands, but we didn't mention Corey by name. That's okay. We'll continue to not mention he who must not be named yes, by Yes, Michael Sarah. By the name that Budget must not Michael be named. Sarah. But yeah, I, what's, what's, what really is happening is my computer <laughs> keeps crashing while I edit videos, so... We're trying to get some video footage out that I've been talking about for weeks and weeks, so it doesn't Absolutely. look like so it doesn't make me look like a complete asshole. And it's good because uh, you know, like they say, the camera adds ten pounds, and and oh shit, it does. I'm not that fat. Ten pounds, like British money. Yes. <laughs> oh, that would be awesome, Jim. That get in be. front of that camera, buddy. That's what I'm saying. Hello. What the devil? What the deuce? Blimey! Corey doesn't need a shout-out, lol. That was some core thoughts. <laughs> I, that is why I love you, sir. You are a fucking god among men. Well, that's one of many reasons to love Kortha. Um Also, while I'm thinking about it, uh, for those that have the YouTube links and want the YouTube things, check out um, the After the Prophet song. Uh, fuck, why is my brain so empty? It's it's Corey, jump in on that. Yeah, Corey. Shit, he said his name. You fucking banana. Fuck. <coughs> you banana. Uh, banana. <laughs> you nonce. Um, 
Why is my brain doing this? I have to... It's what happens on podcasts. When all is said and gone. There you go. When all is said and gone by After the Prophet. It is such a good song. We'll get a link. We'll get a link, bud. We'll get get a link. link. Right on, right on. We'll link it up. So, moving forward. We should talk about podcast things. Fuck you. What do you know about podcast (laughs) things, Jim? Well, I happen to know a lot about them. I happen to be on a podcast right now, thank you. When I was a young lad at Oxford, we majored in podcastery. (laughs) <laughs> just because you th- just because you fished with a reel and a line into a pod of whales it's not the same podcasting that I'm talking about <laughs> there's two kinds of podcasts <laughs> the technology uh, the technology eludes me I don't un- what are you saying curse you mother England for all your bullshit lies I'm going podcasting leave yes. me be <laughs> Going to eat well on the whale blower tonight. <laughs> Avast. Oh, I love it. Okay, 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 okay. Let's bring it down. Let's, Let's it get down. back on here. The Calgary Beer Corps, Jim. Calgary Beer Corps. That we both love and care about so deeply. It's in my heart. Let's get some backstory. Let's get some startup story here. All Let's right. get it. Let's get some fucking real deal. So what's cool about, like, so many good stories. Because there's so much. Everyone was there. There's so many uh, ideas of what the Calgary Beer Corps is. There's oh, yeah. so many concepts and misconceptions. And, like, we had... There was one day where somebody commented and said that we support, like, skinhead racists and uh-huh. shit. I get that quite a bit still. And, so, yeah. Let's Weird. hear it. Let's hear it right from the mouth of the babe himself. So, so what happened was this. I was not... There at the founding of the Beer Corps. I wasn't, I didn't even know Mark Russell at the time, but I know what happened. Mm-hmm. I don't know who all was in the room because everyone I know says they were in the room for this. It's one of those, like, you know, those those shows that happen where, like, everyone saw the Sex Pistols and 300 bounds erupt and, like, the, the crowd was 20 people. Should I start saying that I was there? You probably should. <laughs> I, no, everyone else does. I don't know. I was probably like, I was, it was what? 2000 fucking yeah. four yeah. I was uh, definitely only 14 years old yeah, yeah I was like five and that, that was two years before <laughs> that was two years before I heard the piss offs for the yeah. first time I was in my late 50s <laughs> in, uh, in the 50s here's what happened uh, Nate let me lay it on the line Calgary Beer Corps came out specifically as the result of BDFM trying to book shows and having no luck. Bedefum. Yep. Bedafum. Bible Disciple Fellowship uh, Fellowship for Men. Shout out to Mark Russell. Mark Russell and um, the BDFM. Shout out, shout out to Mark Russell's dope bruschetta. Shout out to Mark Russell's wife, Kristen Russell. The real owner of Citizen Rage and the CEO of the Calgary Beer Corps. Let's be honest here. Let's be honest here. Mark Russell's knees can't support the weight of those... Those it's accolades. It's true. <laughs> Unless he's got his braces on, robot knees. Uh, he's 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 been doing, doing good. damn good. He's I just like good. busting his balls because I. Oh like yeah, him. kick him right behind the guys. The guy is health probably healthier than I am these days because he's I drink good. a case of fucking pop every two days. Yeah, he's he's been working out. So he he wanted to basically use it as a as a method to get shows for bands. And, you know, the shows that we were getting at the time, if you were in a punk band or a metal band, unless you, like, 
were plugged into the right groups, it was Battle of the Bands. And there's nothing wrong with Battle of the Bands shows, but they don't foster a scene. And Mark was really always about, like, I want to build something here. And so he started the Calgary Beer Corps and just, you know, was going to all these shows and meeting all these people and being like, yeah, we're putting on shows. They started playing shows in Mark's house. Um, I remember when I first met Mark, he shows up, and it wasn't the first time I met him, but the first time we talked about the Beer Corps, he showed up in the, in the parking lot of the underground. They wanted to come in to see my band play. It was us and the Border Guards and the Amazing Larrys and uh, the Dead Will Rise. Shout out to the border guards. Border guards. Look. Um, and we we did uh, this show, and it was like fucking empty. And the BDFM crew came down, and we're told they couldn't come in because someone had decided that they were banned and all sorts of stupid shit. So I went out. I didn't know any of this. I go out for a smoke, and they're all outside. And Mark's like, "Hey, are you Big Ugly Jim?" And I was like, "This is gonna go one of two ways." All right, yeah, I am. <laughs> and uh, he's like, "Oh man, we came down to see your band play." And I was like, "Really? No one does that. You can't see past that bandana you have over your eyes, Mister Russell, right?" <laughs> but somehow he like through the fabric he saw me, and uh, and yeah, so he was telling me about they had a show like the night before, I think it was, and the Blind Assassins played, and Epidemic played, and BDFM played, all in the house. And then someone paid five bucks to one of the guys from Epidemic to drink this moldy water from the bottom of a cooler. I don't think that was water. I don't think water gets moldy. Uh, it was not just water. Oh, sweet. Yeah, it was water and accessories. <laughs> and uh, he's like, you should come play a show. And I was like, with a sales pitch like that, how could I not? Water and accessories? <laughs> so, uh, and we became pals. And then uh, I remember there was a... There was a, a whole thing at the Palomino one night where someone had booked a beer core show and it wasn't us. And Mark just like lost it on them and was like, what the fuck are you doing? The only people that can book beer core shows are me, Big Ugly Jim, and Elorps. And I was like, I can what now? Shout out to Elorps. He's, uh, he's out in Nova Scotia and moved back home. Yeah. COVID makes people do silly things, I guess. Just yeah, joking. Yeah. Love you, Elorps. The, the worst for that was right before COVID struck, Rafi's brother, Gan, came to town. Gan is like an amazing trumpet player. And Gan came and was joined in Dr. James Reddy. And he's married to a... a he's from Taiwan. Taiwan? I think Taiwan. Um, like, she's from Taiwan and he's been living there for the last bunch of years. But they just moved to Canada to like, we're going to start a new life in Canada. It'll be awesome. It'll be cool. And then a pandemic hit. So they moved back to Taiwan, and he's doing great. Actually, he's like playing with their symphony orchestra, I think. Wow. Doing big band stuff. Wow. Um, so Shout out to the Taiwan Symphony Orchestra. I don't think it's called the Taiwan Symphony Orchestra. Shout out to the, the Taiwan group. Symphony Orchestra. It stands. The TSO. <laughs> but yeah, Gan, fuck, it was, it was so cool to be able to be in a band with a, a musician of that caliber. Anyways, babble, babble, babble. So Beer Corps always was just about putting on shows supporting bands we would go to shows and we would see like when we put on a show there'd be all these bands and the bands would sit over here with their buddies and this band would sit over here with their buddies and mark and i would just walk up and be like okay we're mingling let's do this come on come on i remember and, that school dance yeah and it was super like it, you know mark's an infectiously charming guy in a lot of ways yeah definitely not intimidating and, and scary well there's that too but he's also super charming and he was like you know come here and, and people would just like feel brought into things and you know I, I at the time we were told we were a gang we were violent and you know i'm not gonna lie there was plenty of fights and plenty of like 
ugly brawls, and all kinds of bad shit. Nobody, happen. nobody backs off from that shit either. But I've also seen everybody fucking take responsibility and move past it. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. And yeah, it's been—I don't even know. Like, I think this is year seventeen, putting on shows, something like that. It's. Well, I guess I could do math. 2004, 16, 16 years. Yeah. Yeah, 16 years. 16 years. 16 years. Yeah, because we did the 15-year anniversary, and me and fucking uh, Jesse Stewart had a little tussle out in front of the bar because he thought he'd be a fucking cool guy about showing up late and telling everybody to get refunds for their tickets. I remember that. That was so fucking weird. Cause and I then didn't everybody know that was found happening. out that he was a sexual predator. So it, was you know, he? I got a great judge of character when it comes to laying hands on people, I guess. Absolutely. Absolutely. Sometimes you got to, you know, think with your fists. I... That's the bare core way. (laughs) Yeah. Luckily, luckily I was smart enough to realize that it was a Calgary beer core show. I was in front of one of our, one of our favorite bars, Dickens. Shout out to Chris Hewitt. Yeah. Um, And I wear a giant Calgary beer core backpatch on my vest. So, you know, and I was on top of the guy. So, you know, I kind of know what, what that would have looked like. Yeah. It's not the first time I've been in a, an innocuous position and blamed for something I didn't do. Yep, it's, you know... Well, I don't like folk punk, Jim. That's what this boils down to. <laughs> I get that. Like, I love Frank Turner. Yeah. But I can look at, at like, it's an entire an entire genre of music that was created specifically for me to like Frank Turner. Okay, maybe I and don't like... It. Maybe it's not that I don't like folk punk. I don't like people who whine and then use catchy jingles to justify their shitty lifestyles. And and who use acoustic guitars to seem more artful than they are. Who use who use mandolins to justify their drug addictions. Yeah. Which to be honest, I mean I may as well plug it. My new album, Mandolins and Drug Addictions, coming out this fall. It's not true at all. My drug addictions. The only drug I do is acid and it's like so sporadic. The only drug I do is mandolins, okay? Yeah. Grind them up real fine. <laughs> oh, get a hooker's ass there. Just doing lines of mandolin. I mean, I'll, I'll accept a ukulele if it's a you know, quiet Thursday, but... If it's got love. a couple extra strings on it and it's tuned <laughs> properly, I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you, man, nothing snorts better than a good G-string. Here Shout out go. to mandolins and hooker butts. Yeah, all the hooker butt shots tonight. <laughs> Fuck, we're, we're covering some ground. Man, we're really getting it on this podcast. This is some enlightening, insightful shit. This is what I started the podcast for, was this kind of real hard-hitting, true grit, cut down to the meat of the of the subject. What I like about it, too, I gotta say, um, I there's nothing to me that's more boring than when you watch like a prepared podcast, where they're like, okay, so you can today gar- our topic is going to be... You can guarantee I'm not prepared. <laughs> I came in with like I don't know I'll just talk about some shit. That's Maybe why I'll you're on camera. Plug my not. big mandolins and hookers. But, uh, oh, buddy, you can out this fall. you can plug a mandolin anywhere you want. I just want to plug a hooker's butt with a mandolin. <laughs> Anyways, but what I love the the organic conversations between people, right? Like when you watch that happen, that's fun, and that's what this is, and that makes me happy. I'm hoping that it will continue to be a good creative outlet for myself. Oh, for sure. And uh, I feel that with every episode, I learn a little bit more about myself. I learn a little bit more about... Because I, I talk a lot. I talk about myself a lot. Yep. And I feel that, you know, I shouldn't 
you shouldn't. So I should learn more about other people. I also, because of a lot of the medications I was on when I was younger, I have a little bit of memory loss. Mm -hmm. And I'm starting to realize that more and more as I get older. Yeah. Like, uh, there's a lot of times with Serenity <coughs> that I don't remember from when she was younger. Mm -hmm. I, me and Alex talk about it. I get really regretful that I don't have more videos because I got lots of pictures, but I don't have more videos. And uh, so with this, I'm hoping that I can... It's it's kind of like building my own legacy. Yeah, building sure. a little bit of a catalog so that if something does happen and if I decline more and more, then... Because I don't know... I don't, maybe I'm just I'm memory loss because I smoke a lot, but I'm starting to notice more and more this because I knew it was a side effect of the medications while I was taking yeah. it. So, well, it and, is and what you it know, is. what it boils down to is like that, that can happen no matter, no matter who you are, no matter how old you are, no matter what. Things can rob you of those moments. Seek and, help uh, though if you're feeling shitty, seek help. Absolutely, absolutely. Definitely uh, worth worth doing because yeah, reach out and seek help. Yeah, life ain't always a, a bucket of roses. Sometimes it's a bucket of chum. Life ain't always mandolins and hooker butts, man. <laughs> yep, sometimes it's hooker butts and chum. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, if there's hooker butts, is it still really that bad? It's chum. It's rotting fish chunks. <laughs> you're missing. You attract you're, other fish. you're attracted to the wrong part of the sentence. Okay. The, the thing. The thing. I don't. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe you don't understand. But Nate and I, we don't look at women as sexual objects. We look at them as we chum. Look, yeah, we look at them <laughs> as. Yeah, so then it's just chum and more chum, right? You know, which is chummy. Well, we look at everybody as chum. Everybody is just mushed up fish parts to me and Jim. Because if I don't know if you noticed, but me and Jim are actually just sharks. Yep. Sharks in the water. Salsa shark. Oh! <laughs> Salsa. Oh, man, that was some uh, that uh, was some clerks moment there. I want to, uh, actually, I want to do a podcast with Serenity. Yeah, absolutely. I That'd wanna, be awesome. I want to do a podcast with all my family members, like my grandparents, my grandmas, my, both my grandmas are sick right now. And uh, I'm actually going this weekend to my brothers in Sylvan Lake. Right on, man. And I want to do a podcast with my brother because he was raised, we weren't raised together. And we're just reconnecting now and we both have kids and we're both doing good. And it's, this is just a, I feel this is a really good thing for me. And this is what I'm supposed to be doing right now. And you know, you've known me for a long mm -hmm. time. You've known me since I was 18 years old. It's fucking 11 years, man. So. so you know that I've always needed something for my personality to spill over into. Well, and I think you like the therapeutic side of, of a podcast where you're talking on and, and thinking about yourself and about other people and all that kind of stuff and, and putting putting some of the things into perspective, I think that's also really good for you. Trying to develop some insight to see if I'm my my heart really is as true as I believe it is. Mm -hmm. um, so now if I had a podcast, I would not want to do it with my sister because my sister, she's rad, but she's like, uh, she runs a call center for a telecom company. Oh, shit. Yeah, so I would basically just be, you know, she would share the shit out of it because she's super supportive. But you'd be talking to the automated operator. I, I would be, well, I'd be talking, and she would be right back and forth with me, but then she would get fired for the terrible shit that I made her say, and I don't want that on my conscience, so, like, that's... <laughs> but it's your sister. Yeah, but... She deserves it from you. She, no, she, man, she used to pin me down. She was like, okay, so I was a really skinny kid. I've seen pictures of your tall gangliness. Ridiculously skinny. And she used to pin me down. She was a big, tough, fucking strong-ass woman. 
put her, her knees right here, pin me down on the ground, and do that slow. Oh, oh, girl spit, yucky. And like you, and there's nothing I can do. I can't get out of the way, and I'm just watching it moving slowly, ineffably closer to my whoa. Uh, just a fucking nightmare. That girl one. spit. Girl spit. I'll spit on you right now. Oh, Mason. That's actually, Mason's asking how stoned we are right now. Actually, <laughs> Jim doesn't partake. Straight edge. Jim doesn't partake, I'm not and straight Nate edge. is absolutely crushingly stoned right now. Yeah. I got this fancy little bag of treats right here. Ooby's nerves. I got these. I got these tasty little bags of treats right here too. Ooh. Shout out to Weed. <laughs> <laughs> it's 4:20 somewhere. Always. Shout out to um, shout out to winding them. Shout out to dining them, and a big shout out to 69ing them as well. Just cause. Just cause. When you say them. Everybody. It's just a. He's got the whole world in his mouth. I mean that. I mean that. I mean that obscure. Yep. I mean that one obscure rock band from the '80s. Obscure. They were from Europe and they were. No, them. Obscure. Pick up their new album. Obscure. Obscure. So, in commensuration, in uh, closure, in. Uh, Finalization. Are you trying to find the word conclusion? In conclusion! (laughs) (laughs) Which is a word we always use back in the old college and the school. (laughs) 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 On the rowing team, no less. George (laughs) Stephen Bottletooth III. (laughs) So, Jim, future plans and projects, buddy. Uh, Like a million of them. Um, One of the problems I have is that I always want to do new shit. So, um... I have been thinking a lot about doing like I want to. I want to now teach myself guitar. I've never learned how to play guitar because I'm an idiot. Guitar's fun, and I kind of want to like record a, a whole album of just me doing stuff, probably just for myself. But uh, you know, it'd be fun to do. I kind of. I've been listening to a lot of uh, like um, music, Dead Pixel. Oh, and I, I love that <laughs> that vibe and that sound. So I might like rip their shit off and uh, shout yeah. out to Dan Pixel. Dan Bucket? Pixel, Towley. Dan, oh man, Dan plays in Belvedere too. Yeah. He's, he's all Belvedere. He's a sweet little tart. <laughs> he really is. <laughs> yeah. I, love the way, I love the way his eye sparkles when I run up behind him and kiss his neck. <laughs> but everyone's eyes sparkle when you do that. We're all like, in that's fear. the trash. In fear. It's oh, great. It's a melting. Hey, it's still a sparkle. 20 sparkles is 20 sparkles. <laughs> 20 sparkles is 20 sparkles. Trade that shit up for a handy. <laughs> <laughs> or a gummer, either way. Uh, wow. <laughs> yeah, so, in conclusion, what's coming up for me? Um, I'm hoping to record some Amigo Fantasma. I'll tell you a story. The COVID hits. We're all in lockdown. Oh, I know this like, fucking story. Everyone in my, every, every one of my bands... The drummer has some reason that he can't be around people. Like, there's just no risking it. So, Dongo's immunocompromised. Fitzy works in a clean lab. And uh, Reno's immunocompromised. So, like, there's just... Music is over. So, I'm like, I'm going to take this time and better myself and turn out something cool. So, I, like, I downloaded Audible. And I uh, I remember back when we did Johnny Incognito albums, nobody knew the songs except me. And I was a vocalist. So, our scratch tracks, instead of guitar throwaway and vocals... Will be me going downstairs going, okay, okay. 
Here comes the change. And cars, cars, cars. Like so that was the covered whole. Kid Rock. Pretty much, yeah, but better. And, uh, <laughs> so I, I, I did that with Amigo Fantasma. I, I recorded all of the songs. <laughs> and I was like, recorded horn lines for them for the trumpet. Sent them out to all the people in the bands. I was like, check out what I did. We can totally record. Send me what you got. And they were like, we haven't been doing absolutely anything. Yeah, so we're talking about it now. Finally doing some proper recording. Um... Dr. James Reddy's on a bit of a hiatus right now because Fitzy just had a baby. Not his wife, him. He squeezed the baby out personally. I know he did. I've nope. seen Fitzy. He's dainty. He hungers. He's dainty and delicious, and he's got amazingly, like, ample childbearing hips. Oh, yeah. Just made for families, right? That's why just I call Come him. here. Mm. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so he's uh, he's he's not wanting to play shows or anything. Um, Bodies of Everest, we're still trying to learn how to play. Because uh, we're playing ridiculous time signatures, and I'm not that smart, so they're like, play an 11-8 song, and I'm like, no, uh, <laughs> I can't true. even count to 11. <laughs> yeah, I, you know what? This band has taught me that I can't. Nah, your keyboard only goes up to nine. Yeah, my I gotta take my pants off. Hi ho. <laughs> um, and yeah, so and then in terms of new, like new music projects coming, uh, I don't have anything on the horizon right now because I got too much going on, but. I'm always just trying to find new things to do and new creative outlets. Um, I've been writing a bunch lately on Quora, which is Ooh. weird. It's weird as shit. I just started getting like spam emails from it, and then I like ended up answering a question. I have like like five or six answers, and I'm over a hundred thousand views. I don't know if that's good or bad or indifferent, but I'm like that just seems fucking weird. Quora, Quora, Quora. That sounds like a. It sounds like a. A character from Lord of the Rings. Shout out to things you do at work when you're bored and don't have anything to do but still want to get paid. Shout out to Lord of the Rings. Shout out to Tolkien, my dude. Chris Saunders loves Lord of the Rings. I'm going to have Chris back on the podcast just to talk about Lord of the Rings. Right. I feel like I cut him short on the last podcast. And I feel like uh, he has a breadth of knowledge that I could exploit for views. Yes, yes. <laughs> Bring, <laughs> yes, yes. Me, yes. Bring yes, me your yes. Silmarillion views. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. <laughs> yes, we have to read that back at camp. Bullets. All right, Jim. Well, it's been a fucking grandiose, amazing time. It always is, my friend. And uh, we're going to do another one. Sure. In uh, in a while, just in a while, man. One day, yeah. one day I'll show up. We'll, we'll do it on the irregular, regular, where anytime we just have a night and we're like, yeah, it's been a while. Let's do a podcast. So we live a block away from each other, so fuck, it's appropriate, right? Yeah, absolutely, bro. So uh, yeah, from Nate Trash, from Alex Trash, from Jim Martin, the biggest and the ugliest himself, from Tuxedo the Cat, <laughs> wherever he is. This has been another episode of Trash Talk. Take care of each other. Tip Be good server. to each other. Tip your servers. Wear your masks. Wash your hands. And quit fucking complaining. God.
Do you like dirty punk rock? Dirty, loud punk rock? Yeah, you do. Let me introduce you to Medicine Hat Punk Rockers Western Death.
Oh! 